0: Today. Today is the first Sunday of Advent and is the beginning of a new liturgical year, which means over the last year, we have cycled through 52 different prayers, prayers we call colics, uh, the colic of the day, as it's called, gathers or collects all the prayers that we may have together, usually around one theme or one request. for today. It is one of the more memorable colics contained in our prayer book, one of my personal favorite colics, and was composed by Thomas Cranmer for the first book, of, first book of Common Prayer back in 1549. Obviously, Cranmer used the verses from Romans that we heard read today to, as inspiration for that prayer. Uh, but it was written in 1549, and later, Beginning in 1662, up until the 1979 Book of Common Prayer, our current book, prayer book, uh, that prayer, that collect, was to be prayed every day of Advent. Every day of Advent. Advent being the first four Sundays and the days in between uh, leading up to Christmas. Now this prayer, this collect, includes a series of opposites darkness and light, mortality and immortality, humility and glorious majesty, the living and the dead, now and later. We pray for grace now to cast away the works of darkness and put on upon us the armor of light in the hope that later on that last day, the day of judgment, we will rise to the life immortal. And Jesus makes it clear in today's reading from the Gospel according to Matthew that the only one who knows when that last day will be is the Father. It's not the angels, it's not the Son of Man. He says, about that day and hour no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, only the Father. Up until that day, up until that day of judgment that Jesus says will come, people will go on living, Will go on living everyday life, just like in the days before the flood. People will continue to eat and drink, they will marry and be given in marriage, People go on living until that last day. But to make sense of what Jesus is saying here, uh, we need to kind of pull back and pull back the camera and look at the wider context of where and when Jesus says these things. And they occur uh, in chapter 24 of the Gospel according to Matthew. Uh, And this section of Matthew is known as the little apocalypse. The little apocalypse, meaning there are big apocalypses. This is the little apocalypse. An apocalypse means to reveal or to disclose. In apocalyptic literature disclosed, it was believed, God's plan for the end of history. Books books in the Bible like Ezekiel and Daniel have apocalyptic elements to them. Uh, The most famous apocalyptic work included in the Bible is, of course, the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible, which describes a series of apocalyptic Visions, strange, dreamlike visions. And the purpose of Revelation and those other parts of the Bible, and even what Jesus says today, was to fortify and encourage the hearers of those words to remain faithful during difficult times and to remind them that God would act and save his faithful people. So through its bizarre imagery, uh, the, that is what the book of Revelation purported to do. Encourage Christians to endure. Similar to what Jesus says in parts of uh, chapter 24 of Matthew. And Jesus delivers this little apocalypse in response to the disciples when they pointed out uh, to him the the temple's grandeur. They were walking out of the temple there in Jerusalem and the disciples pointed out how grand the temple was. And and then Jesus said to them, uh, well, all that will be thrown down. Stone will be removed from stone. And so they were wondering and curious about this. And so they later said to Jesus, tell us when this will be and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age. And that is when Jesus launches in to the little apocalypse and warns them not to be led astray, that they will hear of wars and of famines and earthquakes, and that those are just the beginnings of the birth pangs. For there will also be false prophets and persecutions. And then after all those things, the sun would be darkened and the moon would not give its light and the stars would fall from the sky. And then finally, all the tribes of the earth would see the son of man, son of man coming in on the clouds. And it says that the son of man will send out his angels to gather his elect. And that and it would be like what we hear him say today. that when Two will be in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together, and one will be left. And so Jesus says, therefore, keep awake, for you don't know when this is going to happen. So as Jesus' birth, as we recall in Matthew, was signaled by the rising of a star, his return will be signaled by cosmic phenomena. The sun will be darkened, the stars will not give their light. And the little apocalypse encourages us to keep awake, to endure, to endure and not be led astray. And those, for those who endure, who are faithful to the end, they will be saved. So what is going on? So what is going on here? And how are we to, how are we to endure? How are we to keep awake? Well, one thing we can say about all of this is, one thing we can say about this is, beyond the veils of war, beyond the veils of earthquakes and famine, behind false prophets and imposter messiahs and persecutions beyond the tumult of our present time is the living God, the living God who's working out God's plan to bring to perfection in Christ all things. And this means that there is is more to what we can see in this impermanent and transitory life, that there is a being at work beyond what we can see with our eyes and hear with our ears, that there is another reality at work in the world. And we can also say that there is a still center point in all of the ambiguity and uncertainty of our lives who by his life and by his teaching shows us a way through who shows us how to endure how to keep awake until that day when God resolves all the ambiguity and uncertainty of life and Jesus of course is that still point that center point whose light shines in the darkness and we are to follow him We are to follow Him who sows love instead of hate. We are to follow Him who forgives our sins and enables us to forgive others. We are to follow Him who heals and does not injure. Jesus is the true light for us to follow. Jesus is the calm at the center of the storm. And may may He be our center and may He be our guide beginning this Advent season. We observe this season of Advent with... Uh, advent wreaths and with advent calendars and wearing blue uh, in expectation of celebrating Jesus' birth and anticipation of Jesus' return. You know, the first occurred as Cramer says in that prayer, in great humility, the other one will occur with glorious majesty. But, on the, but the day and the hour, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son know but the Father knows. So in the meantime, let us endure, let us Stay awake, let us be ready and with God's grace cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light so that when that last day does arrive and the last day does arrive, we may rise to the life immortal. Amen.